0: This is the Fade You Podcast, Episode Forty Three, April Thirteenth, Twenty Twenty One. Hello to all the dads out there and moms. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Matthew James. Make sure you are following Fade You on Twitter at Fade You Sports, and please subscribe to our podcast whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever else. Kmart's joining me tonight. Kmart, how you doing, buddy?
1: Doing good. Waiting for uh, the Dodger game.
0: And we are going to start doing this from now on. We're going to make sure that we plug busr. slash fade you. Kmart, they got good odds on there.
1: Yeah, yeah, better than uh, the minus four hundred on on our uh, onshore account. So uh, you know, you know me, I like the Dodgers run line in heavy spots, um, especially after a day off. Bauer on the mound, back home, I'll take it.
0: I was just going to ask you about that in a couple minutes. So yeah, check out BUSR. They got some good, good promos on there. If you use our link again, that's BUSR.com slash fade you. We don't have Chris. So honestly, there's no Dennis record check anyway, because Dennis hasn't bet since the freaking national title game. All he did was lose some masters futures and lose (laughs) it horse racing, which we can't really fade, unfortunately, but yeah, no, no Dennis in about a week. So we'll see when he reappears. So since we had no use for Chris tonight, we invited Neil back, the Bucket Boys back. Neil, how you been?
2: Doing great, fellas. Uh, yeah, just in the thick of
0: baseball. You got
2: football, big big night in a couple weeks here. It's going to be a lot of fun. You know, always something
0: to look forward to. Absolutely. So we're going to just put a bow on the Masters, and then we'll talk a little baseball uh, beginning of the season here, about 10 games in, and then we'll, we'll talk some NFL, where we have some thoughts on what might be some early NFL win total action for us. We'll talk NFL draft a little bit, so should be a good show. Masters was awesome. Um, Kyle, we talked on our last pod about how it was cool to have it in November. Like, we're glad we got a Masters. Dustin Johnson was pretty dominant. And to have it back in April with the Azaleas, right after the NCAA tournament, Jim Nance doing, working heavy overtime. It just, it was awesome and uh good for Hideki man that's a guy who for a few years everybody was kind of expecting him to win a major and and be really good he got up to number two in the world and for him to break through was pretty cool
1: yeah yeah really cool I mean I use a little bit of of him to hedge on my on my weekend bets because he was the outright leader just Kind of put more on uh, on those dogs just because I really assumed someone would chase them down on the weekend, especially moving day but um I mean tip your hat off to him he played great um, I thought I thought I might have had a big winner with uh, Xander when oh. it was minus 12 minus 10 with what four holes left and then he he triples he looked like me out there just trying to do a little too much but uh it was it was fun it was our first normal Masters since 2018, because if we remember when Tiger won, they had to – the tournament <clears throat> couldn't finish on some rounds because of storms, and they had to start early. So, I mean, Tiger ended up winning that thing like before 11 a.m. Pacific time. I remember that Sunday. So it was just really weird not to just have the whole day of the Masters. So finally a normal, a normal uh, major at the Masters.
0: Neil, do you get in much into the Masters? Do you get into betting golf at all? Golf's the one with you hit the little
2: white ball into the hole that hole on the grass, right? <laughs> That's Is the that one. The one we're talking about.
0: That's the one.
2: Okay. Yeah. No, I don't follow that one too much. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, oh, I,
2: I, I let this I let water guy,s like Kmart, take take a.
0: I just follow my lead off of him. You know, Kmart for for loyal podcast listeners. We talked last time about betting on some of the really big public guys to maybe miss the cut. Rory was a disaster, missed the cut. Uh, Deshambo he makes the cut, but he wasn't impressive. I mean, for people who bet him for top 10, top five, just LOL. He He clearly hasn't quite figured out Augusta yet. And then DJ missed the cut too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I, that, those were mainly your your picks too. I can't I can't see into the the future that well. Uh, I'm probably more square at golf than than anything. Where it's just hard. But Rory looks like a modern day. Uh, God, what was his name? Who used to battle with Tiger? David. God, what was his name? Anyway. Yeah, yeah, he just went for went to the top straight to the bottom. That's what that's what Rory's reminded me of. Except everybody liked David Duvall.
0: Uh, <laughs> no Kepka Kepka was another miscut. So I think the lesson going forward is to be really weary of like look for reasons why guys might not be successful. For Rory, his swing is fucked. He <laughs> he tried the Bryson thing for a while, and it's clearly not working for him. So he is all screwed up. Uh, Kepko with the knee, like, yeah, the, the guys talk about this, but there's a reason for it. So don't just auto assume guy. Cause you're going to get such good odds on guys like that at that level to miss the cut plus 400 plus 450, something like that. So it, it might be worth a shot instead of trying to find the guy that's going to finish in the top five and not get great odds on that. Go the other way, uh, look for him to miss the cut. So something that we'll keep in mind on Uh, for the next major, but we'll see. Yeah. Congrats to Hideki. Kyle, what do you, what do you do if you're standing on 16 and you're, you just saw the dude leading hit it into the water on 15 and now you're one back. Like what happened? Just knew he
1: needed to put it on the green and probably got the yips. I mean, he's probably thinking ACE or, you know, something sticking it and I mean, those shots, those in between shots, are some of the hardest in golf. I mean, half the reason why I could never be super competitive is by hole fourteen, I was mentally drained. So, I mean, those guys envision everything a lot more than I do. So, he, I mean, mental fatigue, physical fatigue, just a little something's just off in the swing. It's gonna, you know, make go like everything else go awry
0: just wild i mean in some ways it's too bad because i feel like we were robbed of a really good finish if it's just tied or a one shot advantage going down i mean but after 16 after the triple that was it but yeah fun masters um we'll look forward to the pga is may right yeah on the new schedule so yeah another month we'll have another major
2: I just want to jump in real quick. I mean, yeah, I know yeah. Kyle for, I've known Kyle for a long time. And when he says he's mentally drained after the 15th hole, I mean, I'm, this guy's got the attention span of like a six year old. So <laughs> I, I don't doubt that in, in the slightest.
1: Yeah, it's true.
2: I remember working eight hour shifts with the guy and like by, a, by like the first hour, he's like ready to go home. <laughs> or or I'm
1: begging you to cover the rest of my shift so I can go get drunk for the U S open. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah it was, a real, it was a real it was a real treat working with you <laughs> that does not surprise me none right. of that surprises me one bit <laughs> jesus
1: come on man it was a college job
0: <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how much that's changed though but i don't know right, exactly exactly all right, baseball. We're at, we're ten games, and the Dodgers are eight and two. Congrats, uh, even with some injuries. And one of the things we talked about when we did our win totals pod a couple weeks ago was: can this team win one hundred and five games if they just have the injury bug a little more than maybe they had last year? But uh, Neil, you're the one that that gave us all the win totals. I mean it's very early to judge win total. I mean, we were laughing about the Red Sox getting swept that first weekend. That was funny, uh, but right. they did rattle off six and a rough. So are you feeling especially good about any of them or especially shaky about any of them or just what are your impressions from this very early sort of return to normal baseball season?
2: Well, well, sure. And I think, you know, you quantified like the sort of return normal. I mean, I, you you know, we prefaced it on the pod, the last pod where we talked to totals about, you know, the potential COVID bug and sure enough, I mean, I think we gave, you know, I gave Washington and I was high on Washington and they're over and I, it couldn't have been like maybe that evening, the next day, right. They have a COVID problem. Their first weekend series gets canceled, you know, gets canceled. They're off to a two and five start, you know, but they're just, it it's, it's a little wonky. I mean, right. We talked about, you know, things being a little wonky. Um, obviously you know but Boston I think I mean I think I tweeted out that you know my three highest conviction plays were obviously were was, was Boston under the 79 and a half you know they get swept the first weekend by Baltimore at home right certainly it was a little embarrassing but uh, after today they've rattled off seven wins in a row um again you tell me okay they're 10 games in they're 7 and 3 but six of those games being against Baltimore not over I'm not overly concerned but you know it's you know they they're to win seven games in a row against anyone's, you know, impressive. So we'll see um, on that one. Uh, The two other overs that, that, you know, we had high convictions on the angels and the Padres angels are seven and three after today, you know, needed to be slightly above 500. You know, the offense is looking really good. Um, You know, I'd said if we can get anything out of some combination of, Upton or Pujols, you know, Fowler just got it, you know, was out for the year now, Um, found that out yesterday, but, you know, Justin Upton's been, been solid Otani, both sides pitching and hitting, you know, has been very good. Um, So angels, you know, needed to be just over 500, seven and three to start the year. Padres, like I said, I thought right on the heels of the Dodgers, I mean, teams eight and three and, you know, they're, their best player, one of the highest priced guys gets hurt swinging a bat for crying out loud um, and are still eight and three. So, you know, Padres, again, I'd said, you know, in San Diego, it, it was like heartbreaking news when he went out of the game um, for everyone down here and hopefully, you know, he's just on 10 day. IL, so hopefully he'll, you know, be back and I, it's going to be some real good series for between Padres and Dodgers. Like I said, they're going to be on our, on the Dodgers heels um all season long. So for them to start out 8 and 3, obviously they had a higher win total number, you know, projected to be but um 8 and 3 start on an over, you, you can't ask for much better than that.
0: And a big weekend series coming up here between San Diego and LA and anybody with a Tatis MVP ticket, like yours truly, not super excited to see him get hurt, but yeah, I think they're saying that they're hoping that he's ready for Friday, but we'll see. Kyle, you got anything on the baseball season so far? I know you mentioned earlier, you like picking your spots with the Dodgers run line just because their offense is so potent. Uh, although with Bellinger and Betts out recently, it's struggled to score a little bit, but the pitching has been really good. Um, they, I think they just swept the nationals. So what are you seeing so far?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, probably, probably better start than I, than I thought, you know, definitely excited to see that, especially not at full strength Uh, for some parts as Neil was saying, you know, at our preview show, um, you know, a lot of the Dodgers bats weren't doing particularly well last season Uh, Muncie for one, forget some of the others but you know good start so far we're we got a decent team batting average um you know going so you know looking forward to you know 160 game season here um but yeah yeah pick my spots uh got that w with alcantara last night finally uh coin flip game but i mean that's probably how those are gonna go you know he's only gonna give up two to three and you're just praying that their offense can just come through because man it is marlins are not good at hitting the ball kind of remind me of me out there just trying to just trying to slap some wood on the ball
0: neil do you do do you do any uh props game i mean it's so hard to follow props for baseball it's every day there's a million of them whether it's hitting or pitching but do you ever take a look at those
2: when you look at some
0: props, I, I one of the
2: things that I bet more, and Kyle knows this. I'm I'm a big fan on, you know, the straight, you know, run line or the you know total run scored. I do trend tend to lean more to totals, run hits and errors um as a combination um you know look at two guy two guys especially now you know with the extra inning rule is really you know where's the stills guy on second base um that's one that i that i do look to i will look you know a bit if you guys if you have a, a a hot bat um you can look and you know you have, still have the same total bases or total run hits and errors and home runs for an individual player right so you get somebody who's swinging the bat really well Um, you know, I, I have looked at, you know, looked at those, but it's really more so, you know, everything has to really line up. Um, You know, obviously you like, you know, righties versus lefties. There's certain guys that do really well, you know, against lefties. Um, One of the things I think that's, that sort of stood out and what's weird, I don't know what the heavier ball was and these games in, in Coors field that had these just astronomical run lines. I mean, I'm seeing 12 and 13 runs there a lot of games that weren't getting any close anywhere close to that. So they were heavily, you know, heavily juiced over, um, you know, that really weren't there. So that might be a trend, you know, looking at Colorado, which has always been one of the highest priced, you know, total runs scored and total run hits and errors, um, you know, really haven't gotten, haven't gotten close. I mean, so that'll be one thing that I, say, I think going the rest of the season when Colorado goes home, a Part of it is Colorado's offense is just really not that good at all. Um, So that certainly could have played a part with it, obviously, with um, them losing some guys. uh, But that'll
0: be something to keep an eye on as we go out for the rest of the season. You mentioned um, guys swinging hot bats. You can also look for uh, batter versus pitcher success. I know there was one that I looked at with a couple of buddies over the weekend when uh, the Angels were playing – Toronto trout had had a ton of success against stripling in his career and he went over his total basis prop in the first inning with a double uh, and then ended up scoring. So yeah, you can look for your batter versus pitch. Now that takes some research. So uh, you know, we try to tweet out good stuff when we have it, but one thing I've been trying to look at is the strikeout props. Uh, I tweeted one out earlier with Zach gallon on the diamondbacks. Uh, he went over his with eight strikeouts and only four innings. Kyle, I'm looking at Bauer tonight. He he has 10 strikeouts in each of his first two starts against the Rockies. This is his first start at Dodger Stadium. I'm looking at the number right now. What would you guess the number is if he struck out 10 in each of his first two starts? What would you guess?
1: I mean, my my brain wants to say like eight and a half, but something's telling me. Yeah.
0: That's it. Um, our our two books that we have are juicing that a little. One, I see minus one thirty-five. I see minus one forty. This guy's kind of a weirdo. Could is there any chance he's too amped up to have his first start at Dodger Stadium?
2: I'll let Neil
1: handle that one.
2: I don't know. Uh, he is aw- in a normal circumstance, possibly. Did I think with like not? the oh the half. You know, or we're twenty five percent capacity in California, right? Like, I would say probably not. Like, if there was a full, you know, full stadium, it's possible. But I, again, you know, we, t- I just said, you know, I just talked about Colorado being a really bad offense. Yeah, I, I may throw something on that as soon as we log off here, because yeah, my mind went to eight and a half, nine you know 10's a high number I don't think anything gets priced at 10 even though you know, yeah guys can but yeah he had 10 you know 10ks and back-to-back starts and I think he'd only pitched six and a third and six and two-thirds in in those two games so right. it's not like it's not like he was being asked to go you know eight
0: innings to get there yeah uh, yeah the Rockies don't strike out a ton they're uh, they're tied for 21st actually with the Dodgers in strikeouts so far they have 85 strikeouts in 10 games so but, I mean, he did just see these guys a week ago and struck out 10. So that that's not a bad prop. I might end up tweeting that one out, too. Uh, teams that are striking out a ton so far, Oakland. One of the reasons I like Gallon earlier is uh, Oakland is fourth in strikeouts going into today. Um, and like I said, Gallon struck out eight guys in just four innings. Uh, the Rangers strike out a ton. They got absolutely murdered by glass. Now yesterday, I think he struck out 14 Dang Rangers. Man. Uh, the Orioles are striking out a ton. The Brewers strike out a ton. So yeah, I'm looking for guys like Bieber versus Giolito tonight. Holy shit. That could be, I think Bieber's total was nine and a half. He's another guy that, that goes over. I mean, DeGrom, obviously Garrett Cole strikes out a lot of guys, um, even Alcantara, Kyle, he's he's pretty high up there right now. So he
1: only had he only had four last night, though.
0: Yeah, he he his, he wasn't as hot last night, but his first two he was up there. Yeah. Uh, Jose Barrios on the Twins is another one. So I don't know. These are they're It's a fun one that I've been kind of looking at. So,
2: hey, Matt, I like that. I like that a lot, especially if you look at the rate. You know, the Rangers number you, you mentioned Glass now, who you know. Filthy. Filthy was filthy. Um, don't forget against, again, against the Rangers. That's Musgrove pitched his no hitter against the Rangers. Yeah. Um, just days ago. So, I, I mean, fading the Rangers here might be, you know, might be a, a really good play to look at
0: here over the next coming days. If you can get a, a strikeout pitcher. Yeah, definitely. But, and, and then look at what's happening today. Of course, wouldn't you know it? They're up five, two in the Rays in just the fifth inning. So go figure. Sure. Yep after glass now pitches a gem, but all right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and we want to talk a little NFL. We got the NFL draft in a little over two weeks. Uh, Kyle definitely has some thoughts on what the Niners are going to do, or I guess he has some thoughts on what they're definitely not doing with that third pick. So we'll get into that a little bit after we come back. Okay. NFL draft is in just over two weeks. Pretty exciting. We're starting to think about football again. Uh, the three of us are in a dynasty fantasy league together. We're going to be thinking about who we might want to grab in the rookie draft after these guys get picked by actual teams. And we see where guys land. Um, Neil, have you thought about NFL win totals much at all? So, yeah, uh, you know, it's always keeping an
2: eye. That's one of my favorite things we talk about on the MLB pod and MLB and NFL are my two favorite season win totals to, to kind of track. And it's, it's always interesting. They obviously come out a little later Um, In the season versus, you know, when we were out for March Madness, you could bet on division winners. Um, And I've got a a Washington football team, uh, you know, to win the division ticket already. Um, That was paying off three and a, you know, plus 350. Um, So yeah, certainly do. Obviously, you know, it's, we're, we're so early on, but everyone's so excited for football all the time. Um, you know, it's early on to see, you know, what happens in the draft at, you know, we all know that a lot's going to get shaken up in the draft. Um, one of the, one of the books that I follow had for a while, had a little prop, you know, and did an early season win total only on the Jacksonville Jaguars um, at four and a half wins. And this was even, I think before the Super Bowl. um, Obviously I think they took it down as soon as the agreement for 17 games came in, but um, yeah, taking a look, just sort of, you know, trying to map out teams where they are looking at, you know, who they're, what their division rival, you know, divisions that they're, you know, cross divisions that they're going to play this year. Um, 17th game, you know, adds a little wrinkle uh, because it's not, it's not equitable. Um, I know, like I said, when they they posted out Washington football team this year has to play the Buffalo bills. Um, whereas the Cowboys get to, are playing the Patriots um out of that division. So, you know, little unlucky, you know, on a division win, you know, a division winner. Um, you know, but it it, you know, that 17th game itself is going to add a little wrinkle because it's not, it's not always gonna be equitable. So certainly something that you got to price in, um, you know, when you're looking at your totals.
0: Kyle, do we know? that the books even know what to do with pricing this for an extra. Do we know that teams in that 17th game are going to give a shit?
1: I mean, if we look at them in their 16th game and even 15th and 14th in years past, I mean, we could be looking at teams like, I mean, the only reason they wouldn't teams like Kansas city and Baltimore is because they might be duking it out for the number one overall, but Mm -hmm. when those get locked up, we've seen in years past for the last two to three weeks there's teams that you know are sitting players um cruise control healthy but you also then see them get that first round bye and take a massive massive duke and you know early exit so there's there's definitely something to it um you know trying to get healthy but still staying in game shape and game ready because i mean taking some time off you definitely lose the speed of the game um you know, when it's coming at you, but I highly doubt they know how to price it in. Uh, I mean, even just look at last year with COVID um, they couldn't, they couldn't price that in just with, with the fans in different various sports. So there's definitely going to be a learning curve, um, you know, just for something as simple as an added game.
0: Neil, the books have such an advantage over betters anyway. So it's kind of nice when the playing field gets a little bit leveled like this, where, that edge is kind of taken away because it's an unknown for them too. We haven't seen this before. So it's something where maybe you can, if you do your homework, and if you approach it the right way, have a little bit of an edge on them because they, you know, they're, they're just guessing kind of like we are.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. And you can just, I think just to your guys' point was, you know, are you really, you know, is Tom Brady going to play week 16 and 17, if they have everything wrapped up, you know, um, we kind of saw the last two years, you know, with Drew Brees taking time, you know, injury related, but taking time off in the mid you know, middle of the season so that, you know, you're healthy for that playoff run. Um, yeah. It, it's an added wrinkle. And I think you certainly can because it does leave in the playing field because we're all kind of, you know, speculating in a sense. And, you know, no one can say that they've got this, you know, worked out to a complete science.
0: Okay, Kyle. I mean, first of all, your thoughts on Niners. I think we're seeing their win total is probably going to be like 10 and a half, something like that on the 17 game season. Your thoughts on that? Let's do that first and then we'll get to the actual draft.
1: Okay. Yeah. I mean, over 10 and a half, if assuming they stay healthy, I don't see how they don't win 12 games, honestly. Um, I think they're... With the additions they made, with the players they're able to keep, and we haven't even got to the draft yet, because they're still—I mean, they don't—they don't really have at needs as much as they have depth issues, and I wouldn't even call them issues. They just want to stay young because of injuries. I mean, look—look look what happened two years ago when Quan Alexander kept going out, and then he came back for that playoff run. And then Dre Greenlaw was able to step in, you know, get that experience and now look at him, um, you know, as well as Fred Warner a couple of years ago. So there's reasons why you want to, you know, draft young guys um just to fill them in and gain that experience, um, in the hopes that they'll be your future. I think that's pretty clear, but yeah, I mean, over ten and a half, um, you know, lines I'm looking at right now are I don't know if I can say it, but via DraftKings, um definitely like that um you know a lot assuming they can't (laughs) lightning doesn't strike twice right they can't just be that unfortunate again um and another one i'm looking at and i hate the patriots but over nine um they i think were the team that had the most players sit out due to covid last year and a lot of those players were key defensive guys. I think their defense is going to be absolutely ridiculous again this year. And assuming Cam Newton doesn't have COVID and forgets how to throw the ball again, I don't see I don't see why a team that's going to be built on the run and have a solid defense can't win at least nine games um, and make a playoff push, even even in a division that's getting a lot better.
0: Neil, what are your thoughts on those two? I mean, do you agree with Kyle that in terms of New England, last year was about as bad as it could have gone for them and they have nowhere to go but to improve? Well, you talk about New
2: England, I mean, it's bad, right? I think the fact that we can say, we can all sit here and kind of agree like, okay, last year was about as bad as it's going to get for New England and you're talking about a team that went seven and nine, right? So, um, you know, I think Kyle's right. And that was the reason like I did, I had a new England under nine last year because literally their entire defense decided to sit out. Um, and, you know, thing. and even then I was still, you know, still sweating it. So um, yeah, Kyle's right. They can figure out something with, with their offense um, with Cam Newton coming back, getting all those defensive pieces back. Um, Buffalo is certainly elite. Miami is going to be very good. New York is, you know, on an ups is on an upswing, but I, you know, nine wins on a 17 game season. Um, you know, I, I do, certainly don't want to fade Belichick when he's pissed. So um, I, I would lean to agree. Uh, the one common concern that I would have with Kyle's San Francisco play is we they're going to take a quarterback at three and we'll get in Kyle, give us his thoughts on that. But, that's just a weird dynamic. I mean, of, you know, you're going to have Garopp, assuming Garoppolo stays, I would almost feel more comfortable taking them over 10 and a half if they just shipped Garoppolo out and doesn't, and you don't have that weird overhang, right? Because this is not like a, you know, a last year with, you know, a Fitzpatrick and you have Tua or you have, you know, a, an older, you know, gap filler, who's, you know, a, a Tyrod Taylor and um, uh, why can't I think Who, San Diego or Herbert. not San Diego, LA Chargers now, whatever, there's still San Diego in my heart,
0: Herbert, <laughs>
2: Herbert, right. It's not a, it's not a Tyrod Herbert situation. Like it, there's just a weird dynamic. Um, it, like I said, I think, Garoppolo gets shipped draft night and they, you know, they take fields or they, they take, you know, someone else. Mac I'm with Kyle in that over, cause you can't be that unlucky, you know, with the injuries that they had. And this is certainly, uh, you know, one of the premier teams from top to bottom. Um, I just think it's such a unique situation from the quarterback position, which we all know is the most important one that, you know, it's just going to be awkward. Like, I wouldn't want to sit in a, in a film room with Garoppolo and Fields and Shanahan. Like, that's just awkward, I think. so. And I just don't know how that actually how that plays out onto the field then.
0: I think with the NFC West, too, it's such an arms race with Arizona trying to sign guys and be competitive, with the Rams getting rid of Jared Goff's dumbass and getting Stafford. So like some, if if we're going to identify a team like the Niners that are due for some injury, positive regression, I think you could probably try to correlate that with figuring out, okay, well, one of these teams has to finish, I guess it would be six and 11 this season. Like maybe Russell Wilson gets hurt and Seattle goes way under, maybe the Rams experience some injury issues like the Niners had last season and they go way under. So, I mean, Basically, with a division like the NFC West that seems so wide open, just flip last year's standings upside down. And if you like Niners over, try to correlate that with somebody else going under because like one of these teams is going to finish in fourth and be bad. Going into last year, nobody thought it was going to be the Niners, and look at what happened. So, All right, Kyle. Neil alluded to it. The Niners trade up, and they get the third pick. Everybody in the media is talking about it being Mac Jones. Daniel Jeremiah is convinced it's Mac Jones. They showed – lynch and shanahan an awful lot down at the bama pro day and you say there is absolutely no way it's mac jones explain yourself
1: there's no chance in hell it's mac jones (laughs) you do not okay for starters you don't you don't trade up to number three for mac jones they they probably could have done a trade on draft night um you know if top three and lance go and then they're like shit shit okay, we really want to get one of these guys. But I think if you start looking at Mac Jones being your guy, you might as well just go back to the second round and take Davis Mills. Like there's, there's not going to be much difference. Um, you, you want a guy in Shanahan's offense who can do what pretty much those top four guys can do. They can bootleg. Th- think, of a, think of a better version of Colin Kaepernick, someone who can actually throw the ball. All four of these guys can actually throw the ball and run bootleg play action. And yeah, I know, I know Mac Jones, he can throw, he can, you know, do the play action, but we really want a guy in that West coast offense who can not only see the entire field, but also just play half the field on the West coast. So you have a lot of out routes. You have a lot of quick, quick dingers. And I mean, in my opinion, the best quarterback in this draft in five years is Justin Fields. So I don't see why they're not taking him at number three um if i mean obviously they're the experts maybe maybe they see something else in trey lance i wouldn't be pissed about that but if if they draft max jones at three i'll be pissed like i will cancel my nfl sunday ticket subscription because i'm not going to want to watch that shit um that's that i'll I'll just i'll be off shanahan and, and lynch's cock because no way there's just no way when they were at 12 i was even thinking hey Najee harris you know I we could use an actual decent running back, you know, for once, because I like Jimmy G. I, I mean, what has Kyle Shanahan done in this uh, in this franchise when Jimmy G hasn't been starting? He's been dog shit. We were one and ten. Trade for Jimmy G. Finish the season six and ten. Big hopes tears his ACL. Season done. Takes us to the Super Bowl. Chokes. I'd say it's like 60% Garoppolo's fault, a little bit of a choke job there in the fourth. And then last year he was injured all year. So we we just don't know. So to Neil's point, you know, drafting a quarterback, I mean, this is nothing we've never seen. Uh, teams have done it. Uh, just as recently as Mahomes and Alex Smith. I know Smith was a little older, but he was still playing really well. Looked like he could be the one that leads them to a championship. Uh, we saw it with Jordan Love in Green Bay last year. Um So again, you know, older things, but even though Garoppolo's 29, the problem is, is, I mean, two of the last three years, he's missed a fuck ton of games because he's been injured. So you take fields, Garoppolo goes down in week eight or week nine. You already know you've been in film rooms with this kid for four months, learning, learning behind someone who learned behind Brady and has, you know, shown he can win. You know that guy's going to be able to just take the reins and take this team to the playoffs. Um That's that's the hope. I don't see I don't see any way they trade Garoppolo unless it's. I truly believe it's what Lynch said. If they get something just absolutely bonkers for him, because I th- I don't think you want to run a team with a rookie quarterback week one that has Super Bowl aspirations again. Like that, that would piss me off. Like, so I want I want Garoppolo, I want him starting, but, you know, I want the quarterback of the future for year two or shit, make him sit two years because Garoppolo has everything to play for. He's playing for his next gig. He plays like shit. He ain't going to sign anywhere. He's going to be the next Andy Dalton looking for a backup role and then hoping someone just can't figure it out and then he's just, you know, just a plug-in. He doesn't want that. He's too competitive for that. That's my take. <laughs> An hour later, <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait
0: to see the draft props when they come out because I want to know if they have a Mac. Like the media is all over; everybody's thinking it's Mac Jones. So I want to see. If I
1: get a Mac Jones, I will bet everything I own on on him to not well, get it. <laughs> like,
0: if it's if well, it if it's Mac Jones over under three and a half, like
1: that would be no crazy. Day. I, I don't know. See, I can't see him being drafted inside the top eight. Like, yeah, I honestly couldn't see him being drafted inside the top 20 before this trade happened. But now because it seems like every team in the top 10 needs a quarterback or wants one. Or I mean they're even saying Carolina with with trading for Darnold still wants, you know, to kind of do the same thing the Niners are doing. They have Darnold for two years, and if he doesn't pan out, well, now they got a young stud. So I mean, Trey Lance raw talent, but kind of like Josh Allen has a lot to, to kind of, you know, improve on Carolina, if that's their route, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they take Lance, um, you know, just to let him sit for two years. And if, and if Darnold's great, great, then they can trade his ass, not Darnold's ass, Trey Lance's ass.
0: But yeah, the props are going to be fascinating because people think it might be quarterback, 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 first four, And then you have some really crazy scenarios where teams might feel like, oh, we got to get somebody and trade up and like position taken. I think those are going to be fascinating props to see what happens when the when the draft props come out. I mean, as we get we're only two weeks away. So, Neil, any take on any of that?
2: No, I I would agree with. It's going to be really interesting to see what kind of teams do around quarterbacks because I you know a lot of talk is is that next year's QB class is not strong, um, that this is the that right this is the year and we're Keith talking
1: Glovis.
2: about. Go <laughs> <Keith laughs> Love fight on. Um, that this is the year to grab a quarterback. You know to, to grab a quarterback. So you might have. I mean, I think like a really interesting one is you know what does a team like Tampa Bay do? Right. They're a team that return <clears throat> is returning every single starter. Right. Sitting there with number 32 and has nothing. There's not a need except for the question of how many year, more years is Tom Brady going to give you. Right. So you're talking about a team at the end, you know, sitting there at the end that could say, you know, what do we need? You know, what do we need? Right. Hey, hey, we know Keaton Slovis looks good in red. Um so that could be something for next year. But, uh, you know, it I, I agree. The draft props that come out is is going to be real interesting. Uh, I think you're going to get a lot more movement last year. Um, I remember one of the props was how many first round picks get traded, you know, during the draft. Um, and it was zero. Right. Because, I mean, we all were watching the, the draft from home and Goodell was in, I think, the basement of his house doing the draft. So no one, you know, no one had the ability to talk and reach out to each other. And I don't think we got a single, you know, trade. So I I think this year is, is, is going to be different. You know, people are going to reach as soon as, you know, I I can only, if Mac Jones gets taken at three, right. Every single team is going to call Atlanta um, sitting there at four or call Cincinnati at five. Um, trying to get that pick, right? If Justin Fields is still out there. Um, you know, and obviously they're gonna get offered the world, I think. You know, to Kyle's point, I I'm gonna be shocked if Mac Jones goes at, at three, two. Um, but it's yeah, it's gonna be interesting. And I wouldn't be surprised, you know, for any team to come out of the woodwork and, and make a big trade that day.
0: It'll be a really fun two weeks. Cause you know, there's going to be a bunch of hype and a bunch of reports and all kinds of shit over the next couple of weeks and rumors. And it'll be crazy. Hopefully there's a lot of wheeling and dealing. I, I think that would be so fun. Yeah. So see you guys in two weeks for a uh, draft props pod, I guess. Oh, yeah. That, that, that'd, that'd be fun. We'll, we'll definitely have to do that. So, all right. That'll wrap sure. up our show. Uh, Neil, thanks again for coming on bucket boy. No, yeah, I appreciate it guys. All right. So for Neil, for Kmart, we'll see you guys next time. Make sure you're following the Twitter at fade sports and Kyle, just remember if you decide to bet on poop, you might
1: just get diarrhea.